You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Well, welcome. Yes, welcome. To another episode of the Geek End Update. I'm Wendy. I'm Scott. We have Randy making us sound good over there. Hello. And today we have a special guest. We have Scott's brother, Steve, here because these two are going to be talking about Dungeons and Dragons one today. Our, one of our favorite topics. <laughs> hey, everybody. How you doing? So yeah. <laughs> it'll be trial and error today. So, oh, I'm sure. um, so yeah, so today today's topic is going to be Dungeons and Dragons. I will not out. have a whole lot to, to, to say about this stuff, but it looks good. I will be manning the computer. So any of you who are going to, to message in and everything and join us or email us, how you can do that is. All right. Uh, I'm going to flip my page. The right one there. <laughs> uh, I didn't have the number at the time, so I'll read across the table here. <laughs> hey. My notes got destroyed by peppermint candy or something like that. Uh, <clears throat> Curse you, Christmas time. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right. So uh, you you can call us uh, directly uh, while we are while we are uh, live here at the number 248-838-3661. It's 248-838-3661. You can call us, give your instant feedback. And what you think and and all that fun stuff. Uh, you can also uh, email us at thegeekendupdate at gmail dot com. Uh, you can also look us up on Facebook. Uh, we are the Geek End Update on Facebook, uh, or you can tweet and follow us uh, at the Geek End Update uh, with update for that spelled U P D and the number eight. Silly character restrictions. Yeah. Stuff, <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> we, we were clever. We, we, we figured it out. We were clever. At least we like to think we're clever. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. So, today we, we were talking on the way over and everything about some of the cool stuff that's going on. And, uh, you know, trailers came out. Endgame. The end game trailer. Yeah. Avengers four. AKA Avengers three part two. <laughs> <laughs> part Harry, Harry, a, Harry Potter style. Part B. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um I guys, I've got mixed feelings on this. I really do. Like I I'm excited, but I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there might be a few character deaths here or there, but it was bound to happen eventually. Might as well make it a bang. Wow. (laughs) Is that what you're scared of? Or just overall? We've already already held the universe. We can help it again. You just keep doing it. You can't get rid of all the heroes if you keep halving it. It's fine. I'm scared because from what my knowledge is, from you know, from from my memory of reading the comics, is that how they defeated Thanos in the comics was by Captain Marvel, of course, and then um, the X Men found a portal into, you know, into the their reality, and Fantastic Four came too. So it was kind of just like a great big bunch of of you know superheroes coming together. And I'm not quite sure how they're they're setting this up. You know, I don't know how they're going to accomplish it. 
Um, and the thing that like, and I know I mentioned it in the car on the way over here, but come on, how how did Ant Man get out of the quantum realm, guys? <laughs> Help! See, yeah, that is, <laughs> it's that's it's because Doctor Strange sent him the time stone through time. You are so <laughs> stuck on this theory. The time stone is on the gauntlet. It's on the gauntlet. Uh, but isn't it the one that broke when he snapped his fingers? Mm. One of them broke. He dusted off it. It's gone. Hmm. What? I didn't wait, see that. Wait, wait, what? One of the stones in the Infinity Gauntlet I didn't broke. see that. Really? One of them uh, did Randy's, not Randy's, the Randy's typing. Oh. He's typing. I swear it was in the end sequence. Where it showed him on, you know, on his little like, farm or whatever. Don't need it no more. Yeah, and it was like shattered, <laughs> and he just like. How did I not catch this? How did I not catch this? Randy, have you found anything? Uh, in- Avengers: Infinity War director Joe Russo has confirmed that the cataclysmic snap of the Infinity Gauntlet permanently damaged not only the Gauntlet but Thanos as well. Ooh. Yeah, the Gauntlet, not any his, of the stones. His soul has it been was- damaged. Well, I mean, I th- it was alluded to when when they you know when they said you know what did it cost you know and yeah. he said everything like it was alluded to it like he even lost himself you yeah. know yeah so I you know I get I get that so but yeah yeah I don't know so many questions so many <laughs> and and to be honest with you, I'm not ready for it to be over you know i don't know there's that nostalgic part i mean it's been going on for years now like i've grown up with it i'm not sure i'm ready to let go yet yeah. i'm just i'm scared and excited all at the same time so yeah but the trailer came out if you haven't seen it definitely look it up avengers 4 trailer came out and it's 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 jam packed with a bunch of stuff for sure so yeah including <laughs> the uh <clears throat> the beginning of it, you know, features particularly Tony Stark being stuck out in space. And uh, in response to that, a whole bunch of people started uh, tweeting NASA. <laughs> Save him. Saying <laughs> like, you did That's it for Matt Damon. Send him home. <laughs> Bring him home. <laughs> Bring him home. Uh, so, yeah, NASA actually ended up making a tweet saying, please stop bothering us about saving Tony Stark. <laughs> <laughs> Please, well as, please refer that to the Space Force. Uh, uh, they'll take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> right. as, as well as uh, NASA issued a, a recommendation to Marvel that they should get all their groundmen uh, to start scanning the skies <laughs> to uh, to try to locate them. Uh, again, NASA's, NASA's answer is you know, look up. And, it's unfortunate you know, because Marvel only has half their groundmen now. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Well, it's been fun, guys. I'll wow. talk to you later. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not necessarily. Just because half of yeah, all it was people random. doesn't yeah. mean it was half of like every team and every job. And yeah. right, right. I mean, think about it. Like, like Fury and uh, oh crap, what's her name? His partner. Maria Hill. Mar- thank you. Yeah. Names in me lately. I don't know what's going on. So, um, you know, they they both went. You know, and they're. Yeah, Only but, two. but there's but there's mm. no way to know the exact number. So you know, just throwing the fifty fifty percent out there is a decent guess. Huh. Well, no, I mean it was definitely fifty percent. Is is what the snap well, got I know, rid of of everybody, but of everybody doing different jobs, it's uncertain. You know, it would suck literally, if all the doctors went gone. I was going to say like literally every firefighter in the world could just be gone because there was no 
discerning to it. And for some reason, you know, one of the infinity stones just hates firefighters. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> it likes fire a lot. <laughs> the infinity stones are now sentient beatings. Yeah. I'm excited to well, see how season six of agents of shield incorporates this. We need to catch up on that. But yes, it's yeah. Uh, yeah Cause we were talking like, they like have... Marvel's done such a great job of incorporating everything and keeping, mm. you know, agents of shield in it and everything. So it will be, It'll be interesting to see how, yeah, how they incorporate it and how many are missing and, you know, how they they handle it for sure. They have wrapped uh, filming of season six. It premieres end of December, I believe, or beginning of January. Awesome. I think it's beginning of January. Well, when that premieres, well, I will start binging. Or no, it's end of, it's end of January, isn't it? Because it's <laughs> yeah, after. I, I haven't caught up with it myself either. But. Am uh, I wrong? I I'm wrong. I'm looking it up. Okay. I'm assuming it, we haven't touched anything with with Agents of Shield after the snap occurred, right? That would yeah, be season no, six. No, it oh, wrapped shit. up basically. So that could with, be uh, Fitz and Simmons could have just been like, oh, that could happen. Wow! <laughs> I'm just I'm preparing We're the audience salt for to the, wound. the potential inevitable. That's all I'm saying. I mean, oh. I mean, the way that the that Infinity Stones have, have gone have. as far as that goes, it's like, what's the most pain we can inflict? No. This yeah. No, I don't know. Most pain goes. would be like if they would have gotten rid of Captain America for me. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I feel like I feel like my heart would have been torn from my chest at that point. Yeah, yeah. But you know, isn't it also just as painful to watch Steve Rogers' great patriotic tears as his friend disappears in front of him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wife is just looking at you with a face of scorn. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, what is wrong with really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, shit. Uh, Agents of Shield, uh, six season Tuesday, May fifteenth. Oh, okay. Uh, so we got okay. We got some time. I can start binging and finally. And so I bet you. Okay. So I bet four. you. There's yeah. I bet yeah. you it's going to be incorporated into the fort yeah. for sure. Yeah, probably. Oh, so sad. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. I I kind of hope that they don't like just skip over everything. That would suck. That would really suck. I don't see how they could. Well, they could do a time jump. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I mean shows have done that before. Just a bit of after effect. Yeah. If they do that, I'm sure they will allude back to what happened. Right. Like, like they've done yeah, that sort of thing they'll before. Do, like, yeah. and I sort of hope they don't because they've done that before. Right. But, uh, they have just gone back and like thought like, well, what? Remember what happened before? Like we lost each other. We were gone and now we're back or something. Like, yeah. Something of that nature. I I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. I really yeah. don't. So, uh, so we got we got Avengers four trailer, right? Yep. We got um, NASA saying, "Please stop bothering us." <laughs> yeah. the, huge, yeah. the huge, the usual yeah. stuff's going on. You know, yeah. uh, uh, fake news is going on. Uh, no, I'm not. You've <laughs> <laughs> already dealt Space Force. It's fine. We're let's, done. Yeah, we're let's. We're gonna. We're we, got we got our obligatory <laughs> joke in on yep, that. Medical yep. jokes are done. We're good. But. <laughs> From I mean, like starting last month until the end of the year, we've just got a lot of awesome movies that either came out or are coming out, you know, and yeah. we, you know, we, ah, so I'm much so that- mad at myself. We didn't get to go see Nutcracker in the Four Realms, but I was excited about that. But it seemed like it didn't last it in theaters very well. It's out of theaters. Yeah. I mean, um, there's there's like two theaters that are showing it right now. And some places are already pre-selling the movie. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so you can get it by Christmas. That's too bad. I, yeah. I mean, that kind of makes sense, but. Yeah. yeah. 
Mm. I like I, I Disney's not stupid. All right. So they they either thought it was going to do amazing and they would extend the box office and keep reaping you know benefits off that mm. or with everything else that they had going on. It was going to last shortly and oh. then they could release it for Christmas. It bombed. It bombed yeah, I, I, I yeah. haven't heard much of anything about it, so that was my assumption. Budget one hundred twenty yeah. million, grossed one hundred fifty-two million. Mm. Yeah, yeah, not great. Yeah. I mean, what kind of world do we live in, though? That making thirty million dollars is a failure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Disney, though. But it also had bad reviews. Mm. See, I, yeah, I wanted Soulless, to see it though. Incoherent, slow pace. Oh, well, I mean, has anyone ever watched the ballet? <laughs> just uh, yeah, I know. Like, uh, like, like I really planning, here. I was planning on going in with fairly low expectations. Yeah, yeah. It's based off of a ballet. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so we didn't get to see that. But um, so... Scott and I, we went down and uh, with Stephen to Disney, and we got to see the sneak peek. Sneak peek. Yeah, the sneak sneak peek. That's what the kids say nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> sneak peek of Wreck It Ralph too. So yeah, I was really was, excited. That's kind of cool because unlike like we see we saw a sneak preview of uh, the Avengers, not, uh, Incredibles, Incredibles <laughs> two, <laughs> superhero movies by yeah, Disney. Yeah, right. go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, of of Incredibles two, and it was literally just the first uh, ten minutes, right? It was first twelve, five, twelve minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm. twelve minutes. Yeah, but Wreck It Ralph two's uh, little sneak preview was actually uh, it was its own little trailer sort of thing. Yeah, it was so like it a had, super it had, extended it, trailer. It acted like Wreck It Ralph had broke into the projector room. Yeah, and was just showing us clips and stuff. Of of the movie and being like, ah, it gets kind of boring here. We'll fast forward. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. So I'm excited to see that. That is that is currently out in theaters. Yeah, and I've heard it's doing really good. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I mean, as it should. Wreck It Ralph was amazing. So, <laughs> do you not agree? Oh, I totally agree. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of a person who's seen the movie. It, it is good. It's, I recommend yeah. seeing it. Yes. Well, sure. I, I remember the first time when me and Steven saw it, he was he was just mind blown by the fact that, you know, it, Disney <laughs> Disney pulled the greatest ever, like dangling the truth in front of your face, but never letting you know the, to the last second what it really, you know, who the bad guy really was. And it was, it was so... <laughs> <laughs> I it was yeah, so I, well done. Yeah, the entire movie I just sat there and I really I just didn't put it together and it's just like it is the most oh it's like obvious reveal for what was put in front of me and it's like I, I kept kicking myself like I should have known but I didn't. Yeah, like speaking, I should have. How did I not? <laughs> speaking sort of to our eventual topic of Dungeons and Dragons today. Like that is the dream storyline for a dungeon master to make. Like you know, almost all of them want to just dangle this villain in front of people's face, but and make them just sort of do what he needs, and until the last minute, then show that it, you're, you know, yeah. he was right in front of you the whole time. That's sort of the ultimate, yeah. And that's where yeah. my character runs into the other room. Peace out. It's too late. You landed in the trap. I'm not going in it's there. It's turbo tastic. Turbo tastic. It's it's been a while since we've talked, right? Have did you all see Venom? No, 
More movies well, you guys haven't seen. I've seen Venom. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard with a kid. Like, 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 <laughs> yeah, that one's not you really don't have a, a kid, Steve. That one's not really a kid yes. movie. So. It's totally a kid's movie. What so about Goosebumps 2? We well, no, we watched the, uh, the house, house with the clock in the its walls instead. Because it looked more interesting. This is news to me. I didn't know Goosebumps 2 was out yet. Is it? Yeah, no, it was out at the same time as the house, and it was somewhere around like Halloween time and everything. And I'm Steven, myself mostly. Yeah, it's, it's the thing is, is I think I would have been more interested in seeing it had Jack Black been in it because he was what kind of made the first movie. Yeah, but I still. I think he's in the movie. Oh, I don't know he? how much of a. Oh, yeah. I've seen like scenes where he's in the movie. Yeah, oh. they, they've been. I don't know how they, big of a thing he is because the they they've hit it as far as like the the trailers and stuff went. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. we figured since he was you know in the house with the clock and walls at the same time, mm. we sort of figured they decided not to cast him, so he decided to go jump on another Halloween movie to be like, screw you. <laughs> uh, which was a good movie, but I need to check out I, both of these movies. Yeah, it's it is really yeah. good movie. Goosebumps too, though. We were like, well, we'll just wait until it's out on on DVD because mm. that way, mommy can watch it and run out of the room if she needs to. So, <laughs> okay, yeah, not uh, waste money on it. You know, uh, no. I don't do horror. <laughs> I jumped so hard on the first Goosebumps movie. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't do well at all with with scary stuff. Oh, man, I I'm lived on Goosebumps work. as a kid. So, like the Goosebumps movie, like I knew it was going to be like maybe hokey, but it's like you know what. I got to see it and I really wanted to see the second one so I got to I got to jump on that now for sure. Uh did yeah. you see The Grinch? Not yet. <laughs> yeah. Is that out? It's, I thought that was is, I thought It is out now. Oh, no. bullet. Recently, uh, November recently 9th. Out, yeah. Yeah. It's no. been out for oh, really? a little over a month. November over yeah. a month. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, I know. Well, wow. I'm bad. We just Whoops. it's been a crazy few My bad. Yeah. Uh Fantastic Beasts, Crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah. <laughs> it's also on the list. Yeah. I saw it. I watched the whole thing. Yeah. I was in the theater. I was awake and conscious. I have no idea what the hell happened. <laughs> uh, I can tell you now, I've seen it three times and I, I feel the same. Yeah. I, like, yeah. Gosh. I was not drunk. I was not high. I was watching the movie yeah. and I don't know what it was about. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know like, and I've, I've definitely heard mixed, mixed reviews and by mixed, I mean, mostly not, not very nice, but nah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like it, I don't think that like I don't know. The first one was was cute. I'm just not sure how they would. I don't know. I maybe I'm just like still stuck on Harry Potter that like I can't really get so, into it. I don't know. Uh, my advice to you guys for when you do actually get around to seeing it is yeah. like first the movie like for what it is, it's a good movie, but huh. it it can be hard to follow what's going on. For like if you don't know if you don't remember exactly what happened in the first movie, that doesn't help. <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, uh, I remember that because they good. do reference like the first movie. And it's like, what was what? <laughs> like, who is that again? Like, but uh, yeah, you need to know the first movie and kind of have some kind of semblance of an idea, like outside the world, because they don't do a great job of explaining everything. Yeah, yeah. So that's my one big qualm about the movie. But otherwise, again, I saw it three times and I don't have any problem with that. It was a fairly good movie, so it's just hard to follow. Okay. So don't take Steven yeah. to it. Why not? <laughs> oh, I, I think he'll enjoy it. Like, yeah, I mean, because he doesn't doesn't always care about following stuff yeah, as like, much as just the action. And cool creatures. Whatnot. Yeah, the visual yeah. effects were fine. Yeah, the visual effects were good. Uh, what else has come up? Ooh, Robin Hood. Did you see Robin Hood with Tarani Girton? Oh yeah. And Jamie Fox. No, I mean we've we've failed as far as keeping up with movies lately. Yeah. Because. Life obligations, <laughs> taking care of grandfather, having. 
kid that we don't like to take out too much during cold and flu season. Like, you name it. <laughs> yeah, and he's been off and on with a fever. Yeah. Uh, fever. Let's see. But, uh, there was... Um, I'm what? excited for Mary Poppins, though. Sorry. Yeah, I, I want to see that. <laughs> um, Mowgli on Netflix? Yeah. I watched the beginning of that yesterday, and I know our kid watched it with our dad because he ruins movies for us yep, but uh, <laughs> the beginning looked really like it 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 gave a, a lot of the feel of the disney live action but uh um it felt a little bit more dark just from the initial watching did you see it no yeah. i don't find myself watching a lot of netflix these days yeah um, I use an Apple TV and Netflix refuses to integrate well. So it, <laughs> like seasons never show up in up next. Keep watching. So uh-huh. I do Hulu, CW. I have Netflix. I just never use it because it's inconvenient now. Yeah. yeah. Well, we have yeah, it we, hooked up right to the. We've been using Amazon Prime more lately. Yeah. But I wouldn't say more. I just, uh, well, I've I mean, been using Amazon Prime more. <laughs> it's because it's the only thing has Doctor Who on it. Like, yeah, yeah. He's finally catching up on Doctor Who, guys. I'm just saying. I, I, no, I've officially, I've caught up. <gasps> there is nothing I've missed. Wait a minute. No, there is one. You is still there? haven't seen the the Christmas special from season six. That one that included the Wookies. <laughs> oh, not that one. Not that one. Not that one. No. Okay. Yeah, maybe didn't one. do that one. Yeah, I know you didn't because okay. yeah. like you haven't had the feels yet. I'm just saying. Okay. All right, we'll, you've had some feels, but not. We'll the feels. go look that one up, and that will be the last thing, and we can finally. Yeah, because then after that, it's Day of the Doctor, and you're good. Okay, so gotcha. Or no, Day of the Doctor was first on the Christmas special, so you've seen you've seen oh. Day of the Doctor. Yes, and now we need the Christmas special, and oh, that's wait, where wait, we say wait, goodbye wait. To, to Matt Smith. Oh, no, I've seen that Christmas special. You told me you didn't. Oh, I have. All right, well, <laughs> guys, <laughs> Aaron, Aaron gave it to me. It took. It took. A whole two days to download. I'm um, ouch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So worth it? Was it, was it worth it? Yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> I did it's it. I, I did it's it fine. down in Tennessee using, <laughs> using the Wi-Fi. Oh well, from, no wonder why it took uh, two from a days house to over. Do it. Yeah, no, that's not a place to stream anything. I can tell you right now. No, 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 no. I was determined to watch it. Yeah. And that's dedication to the cause. Yeah, it he, was. He was your sure. brother before he was my wife. I'm just saying. Like, yeah. My husband. I'm yeah. the wife. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not always sure. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. I hear uh, <laughs> Aquaman. I hear in- oh, wait. Oh, go ahead. There's, there's, there's things before Aquaman. Uh, I hear yeah. Into the Spider-Verse is the best movie ever. Oh, my yeah, gosh. That's it what, is yeah. so seen it, good. We yeah. plan it on is. trying to see it this week. Yeah. I might go see it tonight, actually. Oh, yeah. nice. And then... Uh, is that an invitation? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, if you're okay with like a ten o'clock movie on a Sunday night, I mean, I am. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I have work next week, but I don't really have work next week. Hey, your boss might listen. You might want to be careful what you say. Now, <laughs> <laughs> <all>, who listens? <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then I'm hearing mixed reviews about Mortal Engines. Yeah, which is like cities eating cities. Yeah, I was I was talking with my brother before the show, and. Mm. It, like I feel like it was a really bad timing for that movie because it's up against so many other good things yeah. so that going to it would automatically frustrate people because it's probably only I subpar. Like, I could have been <laughs> at this other movie right now, but here I am. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, I think it's just like again for people who've like 
read stories and, and kind of got into this, like it appreciated more perhaps, Maybe. unless it's nothing like the books or, at all. Or that's the problem. But yeah, that's true. You never know. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, yeah. should, I feel like I should have waited a month to come out, yeah. come in during a, a more of a lull. Yeah. And, all yeah. the movies. That's true. Well, the, and I, I feel like I've seen maybe like, like I've seen the trailer of it one time and then that's it. Like, I don't think they're promoting it very well at all. At least <laughs> I keep seeing the trailer. Like, yeah, I don't think every the trailer time does I go, a good job like at, at, go. at saying that it's a movie about moving cities that devour other cities. <laughs> yeah. They show moving cities. I, that I, yeah. devour but, other cities but they don't but. explain that, you know? Uh. I, I mean, the part that I saw in the trailer was they're like, what's that? And it's, that's London. Like, what? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's true. They kind of they suggest it, but they don't really say right. it. Like, uh, oh, okay. I was genuinely Not, confused. And I feel like given that's what the movie's wheels, about, cool. you don't need to be very secretive about it. <laughs> <laughs> So and have you seen that one, Randy? No, it just came out this weekend. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I know. Spider Verse is there. Wreck It Ralph too. I feel like we're just gonna like binge watch a ton of movies. Yeah, it's gonna be easy when we're down in Tennessee though, because yeah, we won't have theater. any responsibilities. Yeah, there's a theater right there, and if Stephen doesn't want to go, we just leave him with. The oh my family. gosh! So don't even don't even do that. You drag him to the theater and show him into the Spider Verse. Oh yeah, oh, no, oh, he no. definitely wants he, to. Spider-Man's do not let him say no. Spider Man's his favorite. He wants to say no to that. Good. Like, uh, but uh, we definitely also are interested in seeing that Once Upon a Deadpool, uh, which is be- out now uh, until the 25th. I think it ends on the 25th. I'm interested to see what how they're making it PG 13. Yeah. I'm interested well, to see, like, how are they going to do it? Is, like, well, Deadpool going to come and, out and, and, like, dance in front and, of, like, a blurred vision for a minute? Or, like... And, and, and one of, <laughs> almost definitely. In one of the, the recent advertisements where I saw that it, it, it said the claim, the only F-bomb we're, dro- we're dropping in this movie is Fred Savage. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so are they just going to say, what the Fred Savage is going on? Is that or, what's going on? No, because I've had Fred there. Savage in all the, the commercials and stuff for it, all the trailers and whatnot. Right. Uh, so they might actually just have Fred Savage show up on the screen. I don't know. Yeah, whenever something bad's about to happen. It's like, he might Fred actually Savage. be in the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Huh. Or, or when they're about to say the F word, they little, Fred Savage literally falls from the sky. And just stops it. Like, boom. Stops. Yeah. Just lands on the ground. And, what the? And Deadpool's like, Fred, Fred Savage? Savage? What? <laughs> <laughs> Fred Savage, get out of here. So it'll be interesting movie. to see how they alter it to make it PG-13. And I think that's the main thing that I want to go see. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's worth it all in itself. Just like, Ryan how are they going to censor this? Ryan Reynolds' snark is yeah. Well, plus, I mean, it's, the proceeds are going to a good cause. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You know, I'll hit the so don't, don't know or remember, uh, the proceeds are going to the charity Fuck Cancer. Oh, well, now we're explicit. So, sorry, guys. sorry, sorry. Yeah. Fred Savage Cancer. Yeah, Fred Savage, Fred Savage Cancer. <laughs> or, or as they say, as they say on all the posters, Fudge Cancer. There's fudge Cancer. Fudge Cancer. Yeah. Fudge Cancer. Yeah. Which all, we all <laughs> know is the fudge? worst kind of cancer. That's right? the worst. It's the fu- yeah. yeah. It's, you don't want to mess gosh. with Fudge Cancer. Is your show marked explicit? Well, now it is. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, you're referencing a. You're literally referencing a. I, I, send, an, a name. send an email to Jess, letting her know this episode should be. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Okay, right, I will do that. Nice going. Yeah. <laughs> well, now we can talk about all kinds I was of things. Doing <laughs> so good. So here we go, guys. And guys, Deadpool. Dungeons and Dragons yeah. unleashed. Deadpool. Here, guys. We'll talk about that one time. D and D after dark. If we get time for that. Okay, we've already talked about Mary Poppins briefly. So now Aquaman. Yeah. That's the next. Movie. I mean, let's be honest. It's not a movie. It's it's a porno. 
let's be honest. It's it's <laughs> a wet man's uh, yeah. right, yeah, like this door body. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be so. And now he's Haka Man or whatever because he did that. The, have you guys the, seen the, the video? Dance the Haka the, dance, the red. Uh, uh, the oh yeah, oh yeah. Red carpet premiere. Yeah, I haven't so, seen the video yet. Yeah, so yeah. so Aquaman is now Haka Man. So you know, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, like. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally one of the one of the the posters that they put all over Facebook for a while was. Does it really matter what the movie's about? It's Jason Momoa <laughs> half naked. Yeah. End of it. story. Like, yeah. Go. Yeah. Women are going to be dragging their men to this movie just yeah. to see Jason Momoa <laughs> coming out of the water half naked, <laughs> dripping wet. Like, let's yep. be on. Am I wrong? No. 50 shades like, of water. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, man, that's a good movie. What was it about? Oh. <laughs> water dripping. <laughs> Wetness. Wet, yeah, and then stuff. I think the last geek movie for the year is Bumblebee. Yeah, oh. I'm excited about that. Oh, yeah. Yes, I think yeah. that's on. Uh, it's been out in Germany for like two weeks now. Lucky. And apparently it's the best Transformers movie to date. Uh, I yeah, mean, I've, it's I've, truly I've, an origin. It's a, I I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be great. All the articles that I was reading just before the show was saying that it's it's the Transformers movie that we always deserved <laughs> and should have always had. I mean <laughs> Does humankind really wow. deserve like we're we're so effed up right now. Like <laughs> do, do we truly deserve the dark side of the moon? Did we? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. That wasn't bad compared to the last night. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I, I didn't seen, see that one. I haven't seen. I, I didn't worse, watch the last night either. I yeah. I settled for it's reading decent. the Wikipedia plot summary. It's like, decent. Oh, what the okay. hell? It's okay. like visually stunning. It is. It's got a lot of like like explosives and everything like a Transformers movie should. You know. Uh, um. You know. And and, and I need more explosions and blurry the, machine movements. Oh, the gosh. acting oh, was gosh. mostly good. <laughs> The storyline was not too great. That's yeah. that's yeah. that's my summary of it. Because I I did watch it because you mean the most important part of the movie is not good. So <laughs> it was decent. <laughs> it just wasn't good. Yeah. Like, but I don't, yeah, I, I, it it served its purpose. I think mm. you know. Uh, so, but that's my take on it. So there you have it. So. Okay, and then, oh, yeah. but so I know it's not uh, like it did just recently come out on DVD. So I do want to touch base on it and everything because yeah. um, we loved this movie. Teen Titans go to the movies. Did you see it, Randy? <gasps> totally should. Yeah. Oh. You know, we we were not fans of Teen Titans Go at all, but our son made us watch this movie, and it is so worth the watch. Yeah, I I I pulled a Brandon a couple times and literally threw myself off the couch. Like the jokes in it are just so so all right here so here's one so nicholas cage is the voice of superman so <laughs> randy's rolling his eyes right right, right. but it doesn't go to waste it does it not go, go to, waste. to waste so literally there's a part in there where they're saying kryptonite party and they're throwing a bunch of kryptonite on on superman and robin comes in and says guys what are you doing he's a national treasure done <laughs> wow done yeah. i i will say done. like the movie makes a lot or, more smarter jokes than the the series yeah. to make. I mean, or, they'll, they'll make jabs every once in a while or the intro or the uh the inclusion of uh, a stan lee cameo 
Yes. Oh, it has a yes. DC movie. And he goes, this is a DC movie. <laughs> oh, I got to get out of oh. here. <laughs> I have made a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have been made. Yeah. Well, and then he comes back later. and he, What can I say? I just love cameos. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <It does. laughs> uh, I got excited when you mentioned Teen Titans, though, because I re- remembered that I watched Elseworlds this morning. I started at 3 o'clock oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. watched it until 6 o'clock this morning. It was really good. How are you not dead right now? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I stayed in bed until two. Oh well, then there you go. Okay, that'll but that'll do it. Elseworlds was really good. It was probably the best crossover so far. Yeah. So I'm excited for the actual crossover, just based on the little snippet that they gave us at the end of Teen Titans Go. So it's Teen Titans versus Teen Titans Go. What that's no. coming out? Oh no, it's coming out. Like okay. Yeah, the, I'm telling the, you, the, it's a thing. This is planned. They, it is, they it is a it thing. At the end of the movie. Yeah. It will be back. interesting to see this, though, because like you said in the car, like it's the same voices. You yeah. know, so. it's, all, it's all the same voice actors. <laughs> it's the same people the yelling at each other yeah. the entire movie is what it comes down to. <laughs> so it's all. It should it's be fun in the studio guy. for them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep, pretty much. It's Family Guy. It's a um, but at the end of Elseworlds, they revealed that the 2019 crossover in the Arrowverse will be Crisis on Infinite Earths. Mm-hmm. We really need to get caught yeah. up. Yeah, I mean, in DC stuff in general. Like I was thinking, you know, that because they've got you Elseworlds, and I know there's the the Teen Titans. Is is that Elseworlds or is that its own thing? That- uh, Elseworlds is the crossover, the Arrow, Flash, Supergirl crossover. Oh, okay, mm. okay, yes, yeah, and that and the uh, the Batwoman uh, backdoor. Oh, okay. I feel like that could be taken really wrong. Yeah, no. <laughs> I thought it was only me for how it's like, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be the mature uh, adult. No. Okay. Okay. So I know. Sneaking, so hard not sneaking Batwoman into the Arrowverse. Okay. Is, gotcha. yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I knew what you meant. Yeah. It just, yeah. I knew what you meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just had to sit there for a second. Yeah. Just let's do it. Apparently, you know, when, once we became explicit, apparently my mind went totally. Yep. Yeah. I know this is a live action <laughs> Teen Titans that they've got and yeah know, i'm not subscribing to and... dc's whatever service to watch it so yeah, I'm yeah. Out. it's kind of crazy like uh yeah everyone but, wants you to pay for stuff yeah. yeah i just need to find somebody who i know that wants to pay for that and just get the synapses from them. Yeah. <laughs> was it good but you know also i'm interested uh, my barber says it's really good do i my barber says it's really good oh yeah. well hey there we go we have it in cool <laughs> <laughs> a slight in a peak, yeah. no. a little, a little snip. No. Uh. <laughs> it's someone who's friends with someone we know. Like, uh-huh. I mean, hey, it's one of those those chains. So, yeah. but yes, so Teen Titans on. Go, guys, yeah. should watch it. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, hands down, definite. Watch it and prepare to laugh. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace, Steven Hillenberg, creator of SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh yeah, really? I'd heard that. Wow. I forgot about it though. I heard that they did that, like on their their stage, they did a tribute. So did they? that's what I heard. That makes sense. I'd also because that's coming, that's wrapping up too. So at the same time, I'd heard on the radio that uh, a study has shown that dolphins enjoy watching SpongeBob SquarePants. That's sad. Yeah. <laughs> like why? <laughs> 
I don't like the and high, dolphins are supposed to be smarter than me. Like right, right. And yeah. I don't like watching SpongeBob. Is there like another level Maybe of SpongeBob you know, that I'm not aware Maybe of? Maybe what it comes down to is dolphins feel better while they're watching it because they know that oh this is this is what humans think. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, okay. oh, we're we're smart and this is fine. Okay. Yeah. We can handle uh, this. We can take this over. What this, I want to know is who was high when they came up with that idea. Like like what were they smoking and give me some of it? Because uh, like who would have thought? Like, dude, I got the best idea. Got I got the best idea. What's up? A talking sponge and his best friend a star. They just love to annoy their neighbor squid. Well, I mean, you know what? You know, there's been weird it's a, cartoons. It's, a, it's along this. It's along the crazy. same lines as you know. Back in junior high, I had a project where we had to come had to invent uh, evolved animals of the future, and we had to work with a partner. And my partner only submitted one animal, and it was SpongeBob SquarePants. I have a question. That's uh, sad. Why yeah. is his name Squidward when he's an octopus? Question. Is he an octopus? Yeah, he's, he's, uh, yeah, really. I he thought is. he walks on four, and he has he has the two. That's six. That's that's a squid. But I mean, well, he walks on four legs, right? And he has yeah, two. I mean, this is true. His head matches more of an octopus. Head, his head does well, match more of an octopus shape. And, but, but but the but the bottom right, of his feet and the bottom do. of his of his hands are more squid like. So yeah, technically he's yeah. a hybrid. I mean, he doesn't have any of the squid he's characteristics. So like the body of a squid, like the. Fins I or... mean, a body of an octopus doesn't look like that either. It looks more like an octopus than a squid. <laughs> it is a lot more <laughs> like rounded. His, his head is more see octopus. It a lot more octopus-like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hybrid. He's a hybrid. Yeah. He's a hybrid, yes. He gets, his mo- he, he gets his name from his mother's side. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. I don't know. <laughs> Does he ever ink? I don't watch the show. So. I've never seen I've him. Never I'm seen pretty him, positive he never has in the show. I, I've watched a considerable amount of the show. I will full well admit yeah, that. I, I can I, admit to too. Yeah. But yeah, I don't remember him at any point in time inking. Yeah. So, I don't know. Be explicit. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Apparently there was an episode called Ink Lemonade. Mm. Oh, so maybe he did for an episode. Yeah. That would explain why I never knew. He, uh, in this episode, Patrick's lemonade stand is unsuccessful until he gets a secret ingredient from Squidward. Oh, that sounds awful. <laughs> like not like well, that, not like the episode sounds awful, but like the it secret pro- ingredient it probably thing. subtly is. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, in that show. Yeah, goodness gracious. Uh, yeah. I feel like again, uh, it's kind of a bad porno thing. I don't know what's going on oh, here. Oh, like, what here we are go, we here doing go. here? Yeah. Uh, Patrick is outside running a lemonade stand, yelling "lemonade" so he can get customers. Squidward comes outside to find Patrick with no customers because his jugs are just water. Oh my god! <laughs> Squidward decides to give Patrick old rotten lemons, which makes his eyes red. Also causes his first customer to get sick. Eventually, Patrick decides to replace the lemons with the contents of a toy fire truck. However, Squid uh, SpongeBob joins in with Patrick and yells in a megaphone, scaring Squidward and spraying ink out of his nose. Patrick finds this liquid, and SpongeBob decides to drink it. SpongeBob gets sick at first, but eventually finds it delicious. As customers start to line up for black lemonade, Patrick has to get more ink. <laughs> Side note, you know, uh, I think black lemonade, that, super metal, super awesome. It's <laughs> good stuff. Um, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a typical SpongeBob. Uh, also, in other countries, none is bright. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Squidward doesn't want to give any more ink to Patrick, so Patrick resorts to scaring Squidward, including revealing his inner organs and letting a sea spider named Mildred enter Squidward's house. What? <laughs> Squidward <laughs> sprays a lot of ink out of his nose, and Patrick gives the black lemonade to the stand. <laughs> All right, then. All right. That's fun. What? 
What? Don't be that surprised again. <laughs> it's the show. What? Uh, well, I got anyway. nothing. All right, just, let's. Wow. And then, and then, I, yeah, the, the shows are show? super out there. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's crazy. Borderline. Right? I mean, yeah. borderline. I think that's why I, uh, kids liked it. Is it, it was just so out there, so outrageous. Sometimes isn't it like it it's really TV Y like, seven? That's what it's rated. Like it's yeah. not even PG. Yeah. It's Y seven. What? Uh-huh. What? Yeah. yeah, it's pretty crazy. But I mean, like, but it's, we said one f bomb in our show, and now we are explicit. Yeah, nice going. I, I messed guess. up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you done goofed. <laughs> I did it for charity. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, that summary came from the fandom wikia for SpongeBob. <laughs> there's a fandom for oh, yeah. Spongebob I'm sure there's, there's a fandom wiki is for there, everything Wendy, I have so many friends who are there is SpongeBob's a Broadway play yeah. I mean yes yeah. there is a Broadway play I know this yeah. but it's because it's easy to turn that into a Broadway play I'm just saying you don't get a successful Broadway play like that if you're a cartoon show <laughs> and not have a fandom excuse yeah. me <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah I mean let's think of some of the Broadway plays that have bombed that shouldn't have and some of the ones that have continued to go on that should not <laughs> Like, come on, like, like, mm, really? Do we really want to like, go there? That's the thing. It's being kept alive because the fans are so diehard fans. It's fun yeah. about Square Pants. All these oh, images of him inking are gross. Oh, I sure. guarantee it. <laughs> Again, uh, that this sounds like a bad porno, <laughs> no. like, advertisement. I don't know. Right. Wendy, do a search for Squidward Ink. Okay. Are you looking look for the some images? <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, yeah, let's move um, on. <laughs> since we got onto Please. that from a, a celebrity death, um, oh no. We also, uh, you know, have to have to mention that you know, uh, recently Stanley had passed away. Uh, well, not recently. Well, it's just I mean, we haven't yeah, had a like show. Yeah. Recently, <laughs> since our last show, recently. Stanley has passed away. Uh, fortunately, ah! from what I understand. <laughs> Wendy she found is, the images. That was the images, images yes. is what I understand. Yeah. Uh, you know, I also understand that he has, you know, they have a few cameos already pre-filmed of him. So that'll be good. And jeez. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope, not doing Shall we post it. this on our, on our Facebook page? Yes, you can do, do it. That. Go do ahead. It. <laughs> yeah. people, just, so, just so anyone who listens to this The people need the to know, Wendy. The people yeah. need to know. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, so I saw it going around on Facebook and I figured I'd promote it, uh, posts saying that since Stanley's birthday is December 28th in, uh, recognition of his passing and in sort of commemoration of him, uh, everyone should try to wear their, their favorite Marvel shirts or other apparel. What day? Uh, December 28th. Mark your calendars, guys. Yeah. Okay. December 28th. Also, April 23rd, I'm planning on marking up everything of my face and arms with tally marks, because why not? Oh, no, what I do? <laughs> she went She went Doctor Who on us there. Oh. Right. Sorry. Okay. I thought you were counting the, the death tolls from the oh. Marvel movie. Oh. <laughs> I deserve space. that. <laughs> I deserve it. Like, All right. Oh, yeah. Uh, there was another thing on our list, the New Year's uh, thing. So oh, about yes. Yeah. Guys. Yeah, yeah. The New Year's Day. It. It's the best geeky way to ring in the New Year. Okay. All right. So. All right. So if you start the Lord of the Rings, the two towers on December 31st at uh, military time 2113. <laughs> okay. So. 
but I think it's 2100. That's nine. Are you sure? That's nine. That's you're wrong. It's 11, babe. <laughs> yeah, there's like 12 hours of extended. So it'd be 2319. What it was like 2319. 2319. No, it says. I'm telling you, it's wrong. I got to like bed silver. Yeah. Double check this. The Look. 2113. 19. 19. Okay, yeah, that would be 913. Right. 19 seconds. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you started at that point in time and you'll reach the point in the movie where the quote is said. Yeah, where, where Thaden says, so it, so begins, it begins at exactly midnight. No. So it begins. So that would be movie two. Yeah, Two Towers is the yeah, second. Yeah, so yes. Lord of the Rings, The Two yes. Towers, if you start it on December 31st at <laughs> so 9.13. I don't think that's so right. So what time do you have to start movie one? If you have to start movie two <laughs> does at it say you have to, doing... Does it actually say start the Lord of the Rings? Like It says Lord the of the Rings, towers. The Two Towers. So the, the Two Towers movie. And that's not even that? the extended edition. I mean, Oh, no. Boo. You got to watch the extended edition. I know, right? Thank that's you. Especially, especially <laughs> with the second movie. All right, let some true geek ender out there give us the. Yeah, I mean, numbers. I mean, if anyone wants to wants to double check, you know, I am look looking up the, at it. the official I'm film. Doing it but right now. I mean, all the memes say <laughs> say nine thirteen. If there's one thing you can be certain of, in nineteen seconds, you got to make sure you get that exactly right. You know, memes are truly infallible; they can never be incorrect. Uh huh. Exactly. So, yeah, it's, it's the one thing I know. Yeah, the <laughs> internet has never lied to you ever. Once. Yeah. It's all true. That's weird. <laughs> well, we'll look it up. You know, I'm going to test it. I'm going to test it. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to test it. <laughs> I will test so, it so with our extended spe- edition. Speaking of same. which, I, I found uh, uh, the meme at, on a tum- no, it's, it's a yeah, it's on a Tumblr post. Mm-hmm. And it says, I found my, my teacher from eighth grade's response to this post funny. So it says, you know. You'll you'll hear him saying, you know, so it begins. And his teacher's response was regular or extended edition. This is important. <laughs> it is important. It is. Yeah, it is because it needs to be the you know we need the extended edition. Who time for sure. who owns the standard edition when they can have? Hey, speaking of Tumblr, edition. tomorrow is the day. Yeah. The, the oh. day. Since we're an explicit show now. When all the adult content is pulled or made private on Tumblr. Yeah. Yeah. Kaputs. What's Tumblr? <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs> yeah, all right. We're done here now. <laughs> wow. Uh, Tumblr is like a, a blog site sort of where you people could just form long threads of. And it was blogs oh, to start. The, okay. Yeah. So they, and, and then they it share turned it into memes Facebook. and yeah. now yeah. it's just porn. All right. So yeah. it's going to crumble to the ground once there's no more porn on it. Yeah. Uh, I think, it, I I think there's like, a lot of I, uh, users who still absolutely use it and hate the fact that there's a lot of like porn blogs on it. They'll definitely yeah. still use it, but it's definitely going to see a lot less. Definitely a large section of it. Yeah. Is, yeah. So we'll, we'll see what Tumblr's fate is after, uh, after. Uh, I think they're going to see a lot less revenue than they have been seeing, but I still think it's going to be okay, in my opinion. And they, it's they might need it's to, kind of been need something to, that needed to, to be done. Uh, they might need to up their honesty. their advertising game and and make, maybe update things and make it. Clearly, they need to up it because I yes. had no idea. Yeah. 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 Then again, that's not a very I I me and technology. 
I still don't get Twitter. I don't. Uh, yeah. You know, because we could, you know, so prior to Facebook tomorrow. is like your living room and you invite people over to converse with you. Mm-hmm. Twitter is like stri- standing on the street corner and shouting. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. See who comes <laughs> over and say like, hey, yeah, retweet. So what's I'll Instagram? Say that too. I don't know. I didn't think this metaphor through. <laughs> no, no, no. Instagram is like people are invited over and they just walk into your hallway with like pictures you put up. And, well, That's people, Instagram. They're invited over and you hand them your portfolios of all your pictures and, and yeah, you, family you, you hand them picture books of literally just your dog and that's it like this is my dog here's uh-huh. another picture of my dog here's I'm my doing dog. things here's wrong my, cat, my dog i have no dog pictures on there and, 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 man and that's what tumblr, that's all i use my tumblr name. is where you oh. write big long giant paragraphs about your thoughts on stuff or porn or memes <laughs> lots of memes or memes, memes. yes it's it's it is it is it's a semi meme haven yeah. i mean i would think Reddit is where a lot of memes are born mm. first, but Tumblr is probably second. Tumblr that. is where they get truly discovered and they get wings. That's yeah. what it comes down yeah. to. Because I'll, I'll Reddit's Reddit's the factory yeah. and Tumblr is yeah. the uh, the sales floor. Yeah. I'll show my fiance a meme that I thought was funny. She's like, "Yeah, I saw that on Tumblr like a week ago." Like, oh, <laughs> like every time. So it's like, well, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, they're the they're like the distributor. Facebook is the sales floor. Yeah, but pretty much. Yeah. And Twitter is <laughs> just like you said. It's it's literally you yelling something, and people <laughs> Twitter starting the, to also yell that thing. Twitter's just sent the flyers out on the street. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, so <clears throat> so over Thanksgiving, uh, we uh, we went to Disney and uh, we checked out the the new Toy Story Land experience. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. It was really cool. You know, everything is super sized to make it look like you're in a child's backyard. Uh, you know, because like hmm. they got a whole bunch of toys and stuff, even name brand things from Hasbro and whatnot, like literally wow. laying out. And, yeah, it's crazy. Hmm. You're the uh, size of a Tinker toy. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's <laughs> I was wondering, like, like you're saying, like super sized, <clears throat> like how super sized? Okay. Yeah, you are. You are the size of of a Tinker toy, hmm. and like you could sit on a baby bell cheese. Yep. Wow. It's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, and uh, they also have. It was cool. They have the uh, the Green Army Men, mm-hmm. so they actually have, um, <clears throat> they have the Green Army Men march and do diff- different shows at a certain spot spots in the uh, the Toy Story Land. Okay, so and they're they're a literally mar- they are a marching band, but just like of three guys. I was so hoping you'd tell me. <laughs> yeah, they're three guys. It's one with a uh, one with the oh. uh, marimba, right? Oh. That's what it's called. And one with uh, a bigger bass drum that yeah. they carry and then the other has snares oh, and gosh. they do different drum solos and they get involved and they make it they make all kinds of witty snap you know snaps and stuff at each other you know yeah yeah like the one's oh, yeah. the sarge you know and he's he's leading them but the other two are sort of ma- mocking him when he looks away and mm. <laughs> it's a lot of fun that's a cute yeah, little interactive show. Yeah, that sounds awesome. my favorite thing about about the toy story land was that show that yeah. i watched it was really great and they interact with the audience and it's fantastic I did like the addition to the Disney Play thing that they have too, though. Like, so, so Disney has a new app that you can put on your phone oh, yeah. mm-hmm. that it actually interacts with kind of like where you're at in the park mm-hmm. and it gives you games that you can play while waiting in line. So it just makes your waiting time like less. So we were, we were playing like Andy's games and stuff, like participating with Jesse and Buzz and Rex and stuff on a board game. While we were in Toy Story, waiting in some of the, you know, in the yes. line, and you can have multiple cool players idea. too. So, like we, it was me, Wendy, and Stephen all playing at the same time. It just has you take turns on the phone. 
That's cool. So that's that's a great way to like waste time while you're in line. Right. That's a brilliant now, idea. It's also a great way for them to sell their their uh, cell phone <laughs> battery extenders too. Yeah, I can imagine <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna well, need this. I don't know. Sure. I think that that's brilliant too, though, because you pay for it once and then you just take it back and you get another one or whatnot. And yeah, everything. Yeah. It is. Their, it is pretty. The system for so that is really good. <laughs> People were using it during during Irma, like you know, because a oh, yeah. lot of people yeah. didn't have didn't, yeah, they didn't have, power. have power, so they so were literally were coming, coming to the parks to charge their phones. Wow! Yeah, jeez, that sounds Disney, like a good system. Honestly, Disney thought of like everything. Clearly, yeah. So, no, it's 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 pretty phenomenal, actually. But yeah, so that was that was kind of fun. So we got to play little games and stuff, and we got to ride yeah. alien swirling saucers. Yeah, we didn't. The lines the for everything dog. else was just horrible. Yeah, the alien swirling saucers moves fast enough that even with a cre- incredibly long line, it was hmm. easy to get into. But the Slinky Dog Dash roller coaster was almost three hours. Yeah, insane. I'd say this is all pretty new. And so even the, even figure, the yeah, old even the old ride that they had, the Midway Madness, Midway yeah. Mania, Midway Mania. Sorry, close. <laughs> M-word. Close. Close. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they switched where the entrance is at, so that the entrance is now in the Toy Story Land section. Hmm. Uh, but the line was massive for that too. Well, I mean, to be fair though, that 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 ride has never yeah, had a short it's, line unless it's there's like had an a extenuating bit of a circumstances. Line. Like when Brandon and I went, Toy Story Land wasn't even there yet, and him and I were in line for like an hour, and we had just gotten there. Like it was still like a new park, <laughs> like you know, yeah. like so it's uh it's it's one and and it's totally worth it too. Like that ride is freaking awesome. It's fun and competitive. Wendy thinks I cheat though. You do. He waits for me to open up the big bonus stuff, and then he takes my big bonus. Because <laughs> there's stuff like you, you like you hit certain things on the thing, it. and then once you hit it, like uh, like little ones come out that are worth more points. Uh, so he waits so for you I hit it. that one, and yeah. then he freaking's like, "I'm gonna grab the other ones." And I'm like, "Really? Like mine?" Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sitting there hit, taking advantage of the highest scoring stuff. I'm like, sort yeah. of my side of the screen. And Your the side. Second, the second that I see her, you know, her open one of the jackpots on her side, I ding, 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 ding. ding. No. All right, back to my side. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, she's done. There we go. Cool. Great. Yeah. Thank you. I consider it tactics. To be fair, to be fair though, <laughs> the first time that he wrote it and he didn't know what to expect, I beat mm. the crap out of him because mm. we both played fair. And then he goes <laughs> in there and fairness went right out the window. <laughs> For tactics, you realize what I was looking for. Now it's like, aha! <laughs> well, yeah, and then he cheated for Buzz Lightyear. Okay, like full on cheated, right? <laughs> Go on, Buzz Lightyear, yeah. Space Ranger spin in Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. There are certain targets that are worth more points. It doesn't tell you which ones which though. This one went and freaking looked online. I googled it and nice. started finding out. Nice. And that's I'm, that's strategy I though. I mean, like right. Right? It's information. But then it's he, never, he never told me which ones they were, though. If he was going to cheat, he should have been able to cheat with me. I'm just saying. It's, a, it's, it's good strategy, but terrible husband. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it comes down yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I got to win the first time before I teach you what I did, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although, gotta, again, when it was fair, though. double check it. I kicked... Your butt when it yeah, was cause, fair because you accidentally found the right ones. <laughs> uh. So, <laughs> like, I think we've yeah. hit all the news though. <laughs> yeah, that's that's everything I had. Other than reminder, Galaxy's Edge is going to be opening up next year. Yes, 
I didn't write that down though, but yes, reminder, Galaxy's Edge at Disney is going to be opening up next year sometime. I don't know the, the exact. As of right now, it's Do May. Do they have it? Okay, May. As of right now, but Disney has been known for pushing back deadlines to make sure that everything is right yep. before putting it out. You know, so it may be in it May. New Fantasyland. But, mm. Mostly, I would probably say based on everything that we saw and everything that people were telling us, it's probably going to be closer to the end of the year. Is my guess. That would be that would be my guess based yeah. on what I saw when I worked there and when they were building the new Fantasyland and what we saw down there with what they had going and what they planned on doing because they had their you know their cool things down yeah. there showing the. I'm sure. I'm sure they're. Their hardest deadline for that is when the newest Star Wars movie is going to come out. I would assume so. Because I'm, Cause I'm the sure marketing. they want it open at least before or during that. Yeah. Mm. So, but that's pretty exciting. And then the new Avatar movie is coming out next year, too. So, yeah. Pretty Freaking awesome. finally. Right? right. <laughs> Although, I mean, it makes sense, though, because James Cameron came up with that entire world all by himself, you know, and he wanted yeah, and, it to be perfect. Uh, and there was so. somebody that we were talking to. He needed, James Cameron needed a certain technology for what he wanted to do. What was it? I don't remember. What. Oh, right. Right. He wanted 3D without glasses. Oh, yeah. So this movie this that movie, we're going to, yeah, the next movie you're going to be, it's going to be 3D without having to wear the 3D glasses. At least that's, that's the inside okay. rumor that we've heard from, from like a super fan. Wow. That's, uh, yeah. So just going to put on a stage play. <laughs> right? That's what I'm hearing. It's right? like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you can do more computer graphic stuff. But it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. When was this announced? Cause I just looked it up and it says December, 2020. 2020. Did they push it back again? Must I thought have. it was March 2019. It was coming out. I mean, I feel like it was. If it was going to be March, it's they'd be, they'd be uh, announcements by now. Principal yeah. photography just wrapped uh, a month ago. I don't like this, guys. I'm telling you, they keep pushing these dates. Well, I mean, he, if they if they are in fact doing 3D without glasses, it, yeah, it is, it's going to be worth it. It yeah, is breakthrough. Be, yeah, that is that is serious <laughs> breakthrough technology. That is like that whoa, is okay. that is we just discovered color when all we had was black and white. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, yeah. so okay, well, never mind. It's coming out in two years, guys. Never mind. Yes, we are, Soon, we are in like, two years. We're like a year from Star Trek at that point. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Two years of waiting is nothing to a fan. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I mean, we waited for forever for Incredibles, just saying. Exactly. Yeah. It's nothing. Mm-hmm. It'll be good, though. But yeah. So, but if you're looking forward, you know, for a relief to go go to go to Pandora at Disney. They oh, they want to do underwater Marvel. motion capture. Oh, yeah. That's what they want for Avatar 2. Mm, okay. Yeah. Well, maybe so. they'll still do the 3D without glasses. But maybe that's the third one. <laughs> but we talked to someone <laughs> who, like, who had actually got to. at the same time. Hmm. Okay. Really? That's weird. And then if they yeah. do well, four and five will be filmed at the same time. Oh, good Lord. Otherwise, the series is over. Yeah. What can they do beyond three? I don't know what they could do beyond one, personally. <laughs> I know. I'm, no, I'm I mean, wondering one, where they're going to go. One, they no, well, so they didn't the necessarily of leave it is, themselves at a the, spot for a sequel. No, they did. Because the premise of it is is they go through and um, they're coming up with, with ways. It's, it's what the ride at Pandora is based off of. So um, they are coming in to rehabilitate the planet after we destroyed it. Oh, okay. So but it's all about trying a- to like, it's all about trying to, to get that, you know, get the planet back to equilibrium for lack of a better term 
and more natural and everything, you know, since and studying we went the species and, yeah. and everything. So, but you know, and then isn't that sort of again that sort of like it doesn't feel like there's a lot of room for like a a climactic plot. And whatnot. I don't know what the plot I will mean, be like as I mean, far as but, got but that that's many where it is planned out. It's got to be in there. Yeah. <laughs> But that's but but that's why that's why it took so long for Pandora to open too is because James Cameron had to give his okay on like everything and when he walked in on it he finally this is this is it guys like this is what's in my head this is beautiful and so yeah. I do got to say that the flight of the Banshee ride hundred percent worth waiting to get on it yeah Pretty and cool it's one. it is a nasty wait <laughs> yeah Brandon and I were in it for it like two hours. Yeah, and that's that's a low end. Wait, you were in it for two hours? They were in the line. For oh, two in the hours. line for two hours. I thought like, oh, we're in the ride for two hours. No. Like, yeah, I can understand why that line would but, take you know, so long. We've seen where the the line can be like three to four hours. Yeah. yeah. They have to wrap it around like all the way going to like Africa. It's Jesus. crazy. Yeah, not, it's not too, it's actual too... Africa, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the actual <laughs> Africa <laughs> sounds right. like. During but, peak, you know, during Christmas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. All right. So roll for initiative. For, yeah, yeah, roll, roll for initiative. The there we go. Here. Okay. <laughs> the main point of the show. <clears throat> so. We need a theme song. For the, uh, yeah. I don't know. All right, I'll go by the, by the 3DMs. One, two, uh, no, let's not do that. Let's not do that. Let's avoid stealing from others, please. Please. Uh, yeah, I see you are the rogue class today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, Dungeons and Dragons, D and D. So uh, you know, in general, we should probably start with you know for the the people that don't know what it is. Uh, yes. So you know, Dungeons and Dragons is it's a game mostly played on on tabletops. Of course, there is online options now mm. that uh, I've never tried. But <laughs> I think I've, I've dabbled into it before, but I do prefer face to face in person. Yeah, Neverwinter Nights is amazing. Is it? What well, is that? Uh, that was a the first video game with the Dungeons and Dragons third edition rule set uh, made by Bioware. Yeah. So, I have to look into that. It was a single player campaign, cool. uh, but then they have an online server component, and there are still servers running today. They just yeah. uh, never Beamdog re released it. Earlier this year as well, so it's uh, enhanced edition now available as well. Okay, mm. I heard that. Although name that before, that utilizes never... like the 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 I suppose you can say lore of D and D, but yeah. a, spe- a specific portion of it. But yeah. really, there is no true lore that exists for D and D. D and D is what you make the game. Yeah. So I mean, the, yeah, the basis of of Dungeons and Dragons is it's a system. It's a, it's a set of rules mm-hmm. that you can use to 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 play out like a a role play story adventure of your own creation or you can use creations you know created by the you know Dungeons and Dragons company Wizards of the Coast mm-hmm. uh you know cuz they they produce plenty of books that give information about that um <clears throat> but really the you know the sky is the limit as far as Dungeons and Dragons goes mm-hmm. uh just need a, a DM to sit at the table and then as many players as you can get sometimes, but as many <laughs> players as the DM can stomach. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, it, for every, for every additional person, you know, it's ad, <laughs> adds an extra, you know, 
thing that the the dungeon master or the person that you know is, is the the guy that controls the game either is inventing the story as he goes or he's you know using a pre-written story but even then even using a pre-written story there's always room for creativity and whatnot you know okay. the the players and whatnot can go off in random direction and be like i actually want to do this instead of instead of what you expected and so the dungeon master is always sort of <laughs> sort of the focus of of having to come up with things on the fly yeah they always have to have an answer regardless of if you're ready for it or not so yeah it, it takes practice but uh yeah a, a dm just basically needs to be a fluid storyteller yeah and really that's that's the main lore to the game is it's it's sort of a shared storytelling thing you know yeah. it it der- comes from our early caveman days you know all up until now mm-hmm. so uh, i know you guys have both dm'd <clears throat> yep. And you yes. guys have both played. Yes. Yes. What Rarely. is your favorite thing to do? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you saying between playing or DMing? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Like, ah. in, which would you prefer yeah. to do? My my case is one hundred percent. I prefer to DM. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I really do like prefer to play. Like I love to DM. I love to come up with the stories, but ultimately, I really prefer to just focus on my character story. Yeah, for me, for me, like uh, I do actually like like we just said there. Like you prefer to work on your story. For mm-hmm. my seat, I I know that players want to build on their story, and yeah. I feel the way that I can build your story as well and incorporate it into an overall beautiful story, like weaving it in. Yeah. For me, it's it's that rush, it's that possibility that I can really bring a whole <laughs> and, story and, uh, together out of a player's uh, table. And speaking from experience, like I've you know had my brother dun- be dungeon master for our campaigns and stuff. He does masterful work with <laughs> oh, thank you. tying people's stories together. I, I try. <laughs> <laughs> it kept he does l- great with new players too because oh. he put up with me. Yeah. <laughs> you are no problem he, at all. He, can, he, he catches us all off guard all the time with mm. with just so many tie-ins amongst like every character's backstory and stuff and you know tying it into like this major thing that you just never saw coming. So it's, <laughs> it does help though that when you're, it, for sure. it helps when the players give you an idea of what their backstory is a lot of the times they're not sure themselves yeah. or they do know it and they never tell me which can be complications as well but yeah because you always have you have a mixture of players you have the yeah. ones that that really get into the fact that it is a role-playing game and really want to give their characters background and feeling and then you've got the the other players that are like they just don't they're they're more more in it to just sort of play the game for what it is, you know. Yeah, they want to just do something. They don't mm-hmm. want to think about it too much. They're just like, I want to go fight something, get in a fight, cause some trouble, yeah. you know. Just and and I mean, and there's plus and minuses to both types, you know. Oh yeah, because oh, yeah. you know the the super heavy role playing ones, they're fun and whatnot, but sometimes they can get a little too bogged down in that. Yeah, it's gonna and, say that. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you know, they see their their background story and stuff as the end all beat all you know this needs to be worked around and you know yeah the, the world will stop it, because it, i need to play it through and my it story gives line. and it gives my characters extra extra the stuff that he you know shouldn't have according to the rules necessarily yeah they, they try pushing to make themselves some kind of grand scheme hero type of thing when really it's it's everyone at the table we've together that's supposed to be that yeah so whereas you know the the other players that maybe aren't as into the role playing this 
can be just as fun because they can be really great team players. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, they could also just not care to to deal with the you know this part of the yeah, DM's they, like storytelling and just be like, I don't care, swing my sword at it. Yeah, they just the, the real reality of the players who just want <clears throat> to sit at the table and do something. They don't experience uh, the the greater entity behind the game that that aspect, and that kind of diminishes not only from their own story that they haven't really crafted, but from from everybody's in a way. Yeah. Because like like you just said, like oh, it, it my job as the DM is to kind of weave it together and make it this really interesting tale. Well, I can't do that if there is no tale. If if you're not really helping me understand who you are, and just by playing a character on the fly. I'll never know that. Uh, so really it's nice to have a character though that will be the doer because that's actually keeping the story moving. But yeah. if, it, if everyone's a doer. <laughs> <sighs> the ideal is a nice mixture of the two. Yeah. But you know, it, as is life, you can never truly get the ideal. So you, you deal with what you got. Yeah, really though, like it's not even that you don't want a mixture of the two. You want all players to kind of become a mixture of the two. Oh, that's what I'm saying. You know, I, see, you, I see. You want every person playing to be the mixture, but yeah. you know, as is life, the mixture. Well, <laughs> it never truly never ends that way. Fully, you know, you'll get maybe one person that is is great for what you're going for. Yeah, uh, but <clears throat> odds are against you otherwise, unless you've got a, a, the right group to pick from. Oh yeah. Um. <clears throat> so, yeah. Uh, so. Dungeons and Dragons in general is, you know, uh, paper, pencil, and dice are the the main things you need. You know, pretty decent set of dice. You need, you know, a d twenty, d six, d four. You know, for those that, who don't know, can you let them know what those are? Yeah, so, I see. Yeah. So you know, uh, as far as dice goes and whatnot. So if I say a d twenty, it means it's a twenty sided die. A D6 is a six-sided die. You know, yeah, the basic, the normal, the normal die that most people know is, is a D6. Yeah. A D4 is basically just a caltrop waiting to happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Step on that, it hurts. Yeah, it hurts a lot. <laughs> <laughs> done that it is before. Deadly. That is a deadly Done one. it before. Yeah. Been there, done that. Yeah. Uh, worse so, than Legos? Know, this <laughs> is it worse than Legos? No. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah? It's pointy. So are some Lego pieces, but generally no. it's not sharp, pointy. Uh, yeah, no. If you step directly on a D four, it is it is one hundred percent worse than a Lego. Lego? Okay. I've done that. It is so bad. I think I saved myself <laughs> like full weight on it. It was I, I awful. saved myself too. I couldn't walk. Then. It was done. Uh, but okay, ouch. Yeah, <laughs> avoid it at all costs. Don't drop D fours, guys. Yeah, yeah. Slid. but um, yeah. So and and just follow, you know. Typically, there's one main rule book for most of the players and such. Mm. Uh, and you just follow those basic rules, and it's not, not too complicated outside of that. Yeah. You just basically, like we were saying earlier, you have the DM who basically sets up scenarios for the players to run through. And then the players with armed with their paper and dice uh, will basically say they want to do something. They want to accomplish something. They would roll for it using the stats on that paper that they have, yeah. add them together, and that tells you if you succeeded or failed. And that's everybody at the table always trying to accomplish something in some way, shape, or form. And yeah. that's Dungeons & Dragons. So, you know, the nice thing about the game is it's sort of like your childhood, ima- you know, when you when you play with your friend's imagination or whatever. Mm-hmm. But in those games, you had trouble with, you know, 
it would just be a, end up being a battle of whoever could imagine, you know, I'm the greatest thing. You mm-hmm. know, I, I have that, I'm the strongest times infinity, you know, that type of stuff. Yeah. But with Dungeons and Dragons, you get to do that, but it's got rules so that you can't necessarily go outside of a certain bounds. Oh, yeah. You know, everybody, <laughs> everybody gets to sort of be good at, at their own thing according to the different rules that they play by. And you roll the dice to find out if you are successful and the dungeon master does the same thing, you know, they only get us, they, they can be all powerful, but a good, <laughs> a good dungeon master tries to not be all powerful at all. Yeah. Times. Some, some do push their, their power a bit much. Uh, in my opinion, that's definitely something not to do as a DM. You want to basically try to put yourself on fairly equal footing with the players because otherwise the players don't have a lot of fun if you just feel like you're just getting pushed around by the DM and you can't actually do anything. Yeah, so if you feel like the story is written regardless of whether or not you're do, making choices yeah. in it. Much much like at a uh, Buzz Lightyear game, you need to have it feel like a fair play type of thing. <laughs> yeah. No cheating involved. Yeah. Like if yeah. I'm rolling behind a screen mm-hmm. and I'm just constantly beating you out, it's like <laughs> you're not going to have any fun. It doesn't feel like fair play. Yeah. yeah. Now, if you kept the yeah. score really even and didn't tell her that you knew that, and it was feel it didn't feel like you were like schooling her by any chance. Like, oh man, I just got lucky that time. Like, <laughs> it just looked that's I need, that's I a need DM. This many more <laughs> points. No. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> didn't happen. <laughs> didn't think it, didn't uh, think so. And this is why he likes playing instead of DMing. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I mean, we pretty much have this have a you know pretty much same story as far as how we got into Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> same friend of mine who got us into it, yeah. yeah. Originally, uh, want me to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. You, oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're are <laughs> no, you are I you forgetting? Forgot about that experience. You're forgetting forgot, Audrey. That was, yeah. that was the pre the pre Dungeons but, and Dragons story here. Yeah, yeah. My, my, my <laughs> Back or, when I played the most, I think my original. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. if you want to take over that part. Yeah, I think you were, you'd already graduated from high school at that point, I believe. I think it was my senior year then, Evan? I think so. Uh, a friend of mine, I remember going to a girl named Dearborn. Audrey, was, was just basically just came up to me and said, hey, you're like a nerdy person. Like, would you want to try D&D with, with me and my boyfriend? It's like he's, he's uh, the DM. I didn't know anything about this. I've obviously heard about it, though, as I'm, I'm a nerd. But uh, I'd never tried it before. And it's – came to like you know what yes but like i i don't really want to do it by myself is it okay if i bring my brother along she's like that's perfectly fine we need more players anyways so i ended up dragging my brother scott here along to our first session which is at uh, her boyfriend's house uh and that was an interesting experience that was a great start honestly to a career of dungeons and dragons because yeah, he was he was really good at being a dungeon master absolutely he he knew his stuff and he really knew how to reward good role playing. Yeah. And he didn't feel like a DM that was uh punishing in any way, shape, or form. No. He was he was completely fair. Yeah, and he liked creativity. Yeah. So that was it was a really good start for us. We were not disenfranchised in the slightest. Yeah. I, I think for me it was it was an interesting uh intro, mostly because I kept uh outsmarting the dm at the time yeah yeah because i just for whatever reason i was like looking through i was looking through the player's handbook and i noticed there was like a a thing in the equipment that was like spiked armor i'm like oh that's so cool but it's cost so much money it's like you know what 
I'm going to do it anyways because spikes are cool. So I, I went into this first dungeon, spiked armor, and I, I, I even asked him. It's like, hey, is it fine if I buy spiked armor and everything? He's like, yeah, it's fine. I'm like, cool. So I'm, I'm going in there, and like I accidentally set off a little like dungeon master trap, and he has a spider just fall on my back. He's like, it falls on your back and holds you tight. A giant yeah. spider. A giant, sorry, a giant spider grab hold of me, and like, uh, and hold me tight. And it's like, he's grabbing me tight. It's like, yeah, how tight? <laughs> Like, he, he so at, tight. He looked at him kind of weird. Yeah, like, he's like really, really tight. Really tight. Like, oh well, it takes damage because I got spiked armor. He's like, oh, it's good. <laughs> and the, the the thing about that is, it became a running gag within this because it always ended up being me. Like, whenever there was a thing that grabbed someone, it was always me, and he always forgot I was wearing yeah. that spiked armor. Uh, and so it after, became after the greatest he, joke. After he took out the spider, you know, he we went onto a further room, and a goblin charged him and ran into him. Yeah. <laughs> like, just and everything. Like, ran into me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How hard? Yeah. Oh, yeah. dang it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I had, like, a knack of impaling things in his in his game. Like, the time, like, like I asked him, it's like, hey, this this uh, ogre is charging this wall, this wall of this, of this town. It's like, <laughs> yeah. can I can I try to temporarily blind it? Because I had – I basically made Molotov cocktails. It's like, can I try to do that? It's like, sure, roll for it. I did. I hit it. He's like, okay, it's blinded for the round, but – in its blind stupor, it slams into the wall, breaking it down. I'm like, oh, it slams into the wall? He's like, yeah, the wall that has those big spikes sticking out the side of it. He's just like – he like threw his stuff down. He was so upset. Like, I can't believe this. Like, <laughs> he was, no. He, you know, he pretty much deserved the title, Steve the Impaler. Yeah. It was, I, I had fun with that character. It was pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, like honestly, but that time, like we had so much fun with it. When we got offered by a second group – uh, yeah. To start playing after high school, that was like a no-brainer. We absolutely wanted to start it up and, and get back into the game. Yeah, and we've been with that group pretty much since. Yeah, although we play a lot less of the nowadays, but that's you know, just how it goes. Life, life. yeah. But we had some crazy tales of, of D and D over the years. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Say, so, I don't even I think I started GMing until like uh, a year or so after we started playing with them. Yeah, because it started with. Uh, with uh, Brendan, yeah, our friend Brendan was a DM uh, for the longest yeah, time. And then, he was a DM. She's he, a, he was a fantastic DM. Yeah, I he, really like. He knows what he's doing. I you know if if we were to complain about him, it's the you know that, <laughs> <laughs> that he can never really stick to one story for very long. Yeah, he likes he likes to jump into different stories, which is problematic. But also, he just I know yeah I, we which we under completely understand the fact that he just had a hard time making time for. Uh, DM material, so that's that's really why I traded off and became the DM afterwards. Yeah, but Steven, Steve, I had way too much time on my hands. Yeah. <laughs> had a lot of time on his hands, and so he ended up taking over uh, one of his camp, uh, Brendan's campaigns, and yeah, that one went down for quite a while. Oh yeah, all the way to epic level. Oh yeah, which is <laughs> awful <laughs> for, for me. Everyone else had fun. I had a lot less fun when we reached epic level. So yeah, because. Uh, and it's sort of a good interlude into this next section where I talk about alternate versions and additions and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we, we played the epic level one on with the, the 3.5 edition yes. of the D- Dungeons and Dragons books. So what is epic level? Uh, Does it just mean that you guys, like, have gotten so great that you're epic now? Or what is yeah, it's Basically, pretty much the yeah. case. Okay. So it's, it, it's defined as, like, once you reach level 20. Yeah. It is it's level 20 and beyond. Which basically, when you reach level twenty, you you're basically 
a strong enough character that you're dealing with things in like the multiverse. You're no longer dealing with like, oh, it's a world issue. Whatever. Is it a universe issue? Okay, that's us type of thing. Yeah, right. like like levels like one to five, you're like agents of shield. Five to ten, you're like the inhumans in the agents of shield. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, not necessarily. Like it, it is it is like uh it's like a full like Marvel release movie, but it's not like on a world scale type of. Well, it sort of is, but yeah. <laughs> like you're Ant Man or something, I guess. Yeah, you're bit. you're dealing with a a big villain, but one that is like threatening a more localized area. Yeah, localized area. Huge. While like now, like, like the Thanos the situation, that is epic level. Yeah. Like right. you are fighting something way beyond normal means. Like a, a human would just be squashed, being its presence, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's so all of the Avengers had really. Horrible rolling skills. Is that what you're telling me? Um, maybe that the no, DM had great I, I rolling that, skills. I think or, that helps. Or they were, it. you know, they were up against uh, a DM that was just fed up with too many players. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that there's that too. Yeah, like you know, I have too many players at the table. Yeah, I can thin the herd a little bit. Uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, three point five is where we started. And yeah, and like that edition is fantastic. Absolutely, it's, it's got a very large amount of books. Yeah, very large, massive amount of of stuff you can pull through, and and the, so the benefit of having so many different books is like each Dungeons and Dragons book introduces new things, like new classes, new types of things that you can, you know, new job yeah. type new, of things that bases, your character can be. Like yeah, races and whatnot. So you could be things like a goblin instead of like a human or an elf or something. Mm-hmm. You know? And in a lot of cases, what was incredibly helpful is feats that are through different books. Yeah. And feats is like, you know, special skills and stuff. That, yeah. Things you can do with your powers that you couldn't typically do with a normal book. Yeah. So the nice thing about that is it it really opens the doors to be able to do just about anything that you want to gear yourself to do. You know, <laughs> like you know, I I invent. Uh, you know, I had at one point never played this character, but I I had come up with a character that I rolled out and everything that was set up to act like it was a fallen angel inside a person's body, and like I looked through all the rules and made sure that I got everything just right that. You know, it would totally play out like that. Yeah. And honestly, uh, like talking about characters we made from different books, you actually helped me create a character because we had one of our player characters was so cocky about it, but he was an incredible archer. Like he can he can shoot like bullseyes no problem. And it's like yeah. if and I we, had a competition, he's gonna win no matter and, what. And you know, all the players wanted to to have like a tournament or whatever so yeah. that you know the characters could fight off against other things in the area and, and you know <laughs> see what their skills were. Well, but this guy's skills were just so off the charts that there was like there'd be no competition. Yeah. So uh Steve came to me and he's like, Scott, I need you to figure <laughs> out something that can beat him. Yeah. Like I need I need a better archer. Not necessarily by damage by any means. More accurate, <laughs> yeah, yeah. perfect accuracy. Like no way he can lose type of thing. Yeah. So I went and looked up, and you know, one of the Dungeons and Dragons books actually has rules for how to hold a tournament, and it included rules for an archery competition. Yeah. So I'm like, I need to know what rules my character's playing by so that I can gain these <laughs> rules. <laughs> so I think the biggest the biggest part of the rules was like whenever you made a shot, the target got moved. Well, back no, no. Further, so wasn't it? so the target stays in one spot. There's yeah. like three different legs or whatever of it at different intervals. Yeah. Normally, 
right? Mm. And you know, I did the math and essentially a roll of a 13 would win even at the the worst case scenario, you know, the farthest that target would go. Yeah. But then it said if players tie at that point, it moves into a sudden death round where the target moves back 10 feet every time they try. Yeah. So every single tie brings it another 10 feet back. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, <like>, okay. <laughs> I'm like, all right, he will definitely get 13 hands down on any roll that he makes mm-hmm. uh, g- going into this. But he, his range on his weapon only goes so far. <laughs> and then it becomes increasingly harder for him to hit that. Yeah. Now, if I made somebody that was really good at range, Shooting, like if he, he broke that fantastic. whole range limitation, yeah, it's I, not uh, a problem. I used all the rules perfectly accurately and everything yep, to make a character <laughs> that could shoot one mile. Yeah, yep, he can <laughs> shoot. He can shoot and one hundred percent. By the way, like, yeah, no possible way to miss. Only, only if I rolled a one on the on yeah. the d twenty could yeah. I miss because that's an automatic fail in the attack. True. This is true. But <laughs> as long as I then, rolled anything <laughs> except a one on that roll. Yeah, it's perfect, perfect. He would never <laughs> miss a target a mile away. Yeah. So that was that was a beautiful character and a, and a great, in my mind, like a great representation of what you can honestly do if you manipulate the books to your cause. If yeah. you utilize all the 3.5 books, there's a strategy for just about everything. And that yeah. kind of leads to the problem of three point five. Yeah, you could you could break you could break the game really yeah. easily. With all that. Yeah. So, as such, uh, me and my brother have moved on to the fifth edition. Yes. Rules that are are now the current ones that are out, and we are very happy with those. Like, it is there is far less range of what you can do of them, but mm-hmm. we think that they do a good enough job and giving you enough freedom that it, you could still reasonably do just about what you want. I but feel, why did you skip 4th edition? Uh, <laughs> uh, that was... Honestly, because we had a friend that tried it, said it was god-awful, and we were still happy with 3.5. I, yeah, yeah. He, he basically told us, don't. 3.5 is just a better system. And yeah. it really wasn't until 5th edition system, and we really kind of, all kind of sat down, even with that person who said 4th edition was awful, and we all agreed that this is the edition to use now that and fifth edition what makes it uh unique to me was it simplified a lot of rules that in 3.5 was a numbers game like whenever it was oh if it's this far out of the range increment or something you have to add to the dc it has to just go up while in fifth edition it introduced advantage and disadvantage and that cut out a lot of that it made it a yeah. lot simpler on both the players and the DM, and that's yeah, it. Said you know what? Forget that math. Yeah. If if it's a situation that is advantageous to whoever is trying to do it, just let them roll two dice and pick the highest. Yeah. If it's a situation that is bad for them, have them roll two dice and pick the lowest. Yeah. Very Simplified simple. it by a ton. Yeah, absolutely. And that, was, that was really the beautiful the, the the beauty. Yeah. Of the only thing I liked edition. about fourth edition was uh, saving throws. They yeah. were an improvement over third edition. They yeah. were. They were all started at ten, like armor class, and then went uh, from there. And you made it an attack. It basically, saves were oh, attacks against a, a, but, a certain but, type. But that's like, been, and I think time, that was it, what it, our it one friend makes, said too. It just makes more going on at the same time. A little bit. Which it, it, with fifth edition, the thing that I like about it is it it's, it's things are definitely happening, but you feel like what you're doing is 
just enough to make what's what's happening happen. Yeah. I, I, well, I, and that's to, to a DM really important because you want to keep moving things along. The more things that happen means the longer it'll take. I mean, you still have saving throws, you and do. I think you have more types of saving throws now in fifth edition. Yeah, but um, I mean, like yeah, because instead of making it well save one person yeah. roll real quick, add done, good. Sorry, I didn't interrupt. Go ahead. Yeah, well, yeah, because like like you're saying, instead of making it just the three saves, the will save, the constitution save, and the dexterity save, mm-hmm. they now just said. <clears throat> your saves are entirely connected to your stats. Yeah, so, your, your attribute stats. Yeah, which I think is a service in itself of making things faster because the DM doesn't have to sit there and figure out, all right, is it a, you know, what well, save? Well, now you have to figure out which save applies to which stat because there's different yeah, types of saves now. Whereas Although yeah. the, the spells generally say exactly what it will apply to as long as the, the players... Uh, know to read that and make sure it's it's known that that moves things along quite well but yeah. uh, I think what's nice about having it apply to all six stats instead of just breaking it down to three is that it makes it feel like those other stats matter more than, than they did before. Uh, in fourth edition you got to pick for each type of save you got to pick one of two stats so all six stats mattered as well. Oh, okay. That, but, fourth edition cool. I feel like was the experimentation that led into fifth edition. Like there's a lot of good things that uh, came from fourth edition. Yeah. I don't know the yeah. whole miniatures focused we, we aspect really of fourth edition was, was garbage. Yeah. Like I said, there was things that they removed from fourth edition. They're like, this is not a good plan, and they moved it into <laughs> fifth edition. Like the whole six stats and doing that that made sense. But uh, I feel like they they did things right with fifth edition, especially for well, like a DM side of things. Yeah, and then the other the other really good bonus that I felt about it was they really wrote. Uh, like character building and background literally into the character making process. Yeah. So that even if you had those people that uh, weren't really in it to make their own, you know, background and story and stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, the the making of your character sort of had you do it anyway. So at least there was something to work on. They introduced a box and like honestly on the character sheets, like immediately released, uh, I think it's like is it the front page that has it on it? Generally, so. it's the front page. Yeah, it's the they have ideals, bonds, and, and ideals, bonds, and flaws. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's incredible for them to put it like on a front page thing. Like they want you to know that this is your character. This is this is who you are, and better understand that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So th- it was that was one of the really nice things. Like they. They definitely took the time to to have players be more involved in the storytelling of it, and yeah. So, uh, sort of on that, you know, there's there's other versions and games like Dungeons and Dragons that you know are worth uh, giving a mention for this episode. Of course, you know, yeah. there is <clears throat> there's sort of the the long time sort of partner, uh, partner but like brother esque to Dungeons and Dragons Pathfinder. Uh, yeah, a lot of people still like doing it's right, sort of like for the sure. for the longest time there was there's you know was always two schools of people, the Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> people and the Pathfinder people. Yeah, <laughs> and I felt it. Yeah, Pathfinder wouldn't exist without the way that Dungeons and Dragons Third Edition was released. What Wizards of the Coast did yeah. was actually uh, make the core rules of the game available for free to anybody to use and modify as long as they included the terms of the license. Along oh. with their content, okay. so it was called the, uh, uh, what was it? Got open gaming license. 
the OGL. Oh, okay. That's what sort of gave birth to the Pathfinder? Yep. So uh, because hmm. it was basically like open source software, uh, they could do things with it. And hmm. so they made Pathfinder based off of the uh, 3.5 rule set. Oh, okay. Um, they got rid of a lot of yeah. the open gaming stuff with 4th edition and then kind of brought back a more limited version with 5th edition. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I'll I'll say like, I know I've never played Pathfinder. <laughs> Have you played history. I played one session. Yeah. And I liked it, but the DM just never came again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I'll put a damper on things. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah, from well, a lot of people's it. perspective, their biggest complaint for Pathfinder was it's it's a lot of numbers. And I was trying to join a Pathfinder group at one point in time. I think it was the same one. It was the same doing. one. Yeah. Uh, and I realized that right away that that was in fact a thing because like going through all the different aspects of my character, which boy howdy, did they let you customize your character to oh, a yeah. T? And that's really there's, cool. There's I will a ton say for of customization. Sure. But there is a whole lot of numbers being tossed around for calculation it's like man this is this is like a, a nightmare in itself like it can totally still play this and it totally still have fun but this is a lot of numbers oh yeah and it was definitely it's its own thing for its yeah. own group of people and oh yeah i would totally would have been up for playing more it just fell through <laughs> i wish so, i got a chance to yeah and so i never really learned a whole lot about the pathfinder system in general mm. it was just never had the opportunity to get into it no uh and then there's also uh, so recently uh, it's come out. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition has books on bringing the the <laughs> world and rule set of Dungeons and Dragons, or not so much the world, the, the rule set of Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> into the world of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and I'm excited. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be, be good. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna try to be dungeon mastering. Or lore mastering, as they put it Ooh, in that one. Yeah, lore they, they call it the, the lore master, the LM. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they shorten it like that too. <laughs> of course they do. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> doesn't have the same ring to it. Though, I know it just uh, doesn't. Uh, right, and when it's a Lord of the Rings thing, it needs to have a certain ring, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, bombshell. One ring to rule them all, you know. Oh. Oh, yeah. Um. <clears throat> So I I've recently gotten into that. I've read it. It's really it, I haven't tried it just yet, but as far as reading all the rules go, it is a really elegant shift of the Dungeons and Dragons rules. Like it it puts more focus on the journey rather than the the destination much like the way that Lord of the Rings is. Mm. Uh and then it ha- it has a couple other things that overlays on top of it. It also rather than having character races, it has character cultures. So technically, you know. Uh, well, that makes you know, sense because there's like seven different types of elves. Yeah, and many Arda. different types of humans, you know. Yeah. yeah. So it, it really focuses on that. And then, you know, also the fact that you could, you know, you could then choose to play any race within like the Lord of the Rings universe. But because you're of a specific culture, you know, say you're an elf, but you lived in Bree, mm. you know, you would not necessarily be like any of the other elves because you grew up in Bree. So therefore yeah. your culture is different. So that's, it's kind of a cool shift and it has, you know, it yeah. focuses, it ha- also has a section that, um, I know the recent D- Dungeons and Dragons adventures type system, which I don't know how much I want to start getting into that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you mean the adventure league? Yeah. The system? adventure league system or whatever yeah. it's called. I mean, it's, it's a, 
Um, <laughs> but like, the, you know, they introduced Fair downtime point. with that, and the uh, the Lord of the Rings version also has downtime called the Fellowship phase, mm. and it works in <laughs> in a similar manner. Okay. Um. So after that, you know, there's there's other ones like uh ones we don't have a lot of experience with, like Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, and I saw that. there's a Dresden Files you know, role playing. There's a there is a whole ton of you know cool role playing games out there. You know, there's, there's a any, Doctor Who one. Yeah, there's a Doctor Who one. There's, there's a, a, the, the a my little pony. There's a Firefly one. Oh yeah, and and yeah, there's uh, I like that a Dungeons and Dragons based one called D20 Modern. Yeah, and I I DM one for that, and it's cool because you take a lot of the rules and stuff of Dungeons and Dragons, but you get guns and other stuff with it it's more modern day uh d20 was also introduced with third edition as a simplification of the rules most rules are based around rolling a 20-sided die oh yeah yeah. there's lots of different yeah yeah i just i i d20 modern because my little pony there's a my little pony role-playing game there's 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 got a pokemon role-playing game oh yeah i've I've overheard a pokemon role-playing game once. (laughs) that was nuts like at, at my college, I heard one where literally the somebody went and just went and slaughtered all the diglets, slaughtered them. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Their character went mad or something. The diglets did something to them. I, I want to just be. I just want to clarify. Why not here. When you're playing like, when you're playing a Pokemon well, game, that's, that's essentially what you're doing too. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, it's like I need to level up Squirtle and fast. Where do I go? And, and, and like, <laughs> Diglett tunnel. A, as like a response, the Diglets went mad or something and literally dug out a hollow underneath the city and just collapsed the whole city. It was, very, right? it was very yeah. dystopian Pokemon yeah, was, that they it went. It was crazy. Yeah. You know, it's as like, college wow. classes, you know, as college <laughs> groups go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're looking at their world very, fairly bleakly, so might as well make Pokemon like that. Yeah. And they did a Dragon Ball Z one too, where I only heard them during character creation. The character yeah. creation sounded really fun with that. So what? a quick note, as of time of recording, everything from Wizards of the Coast on Amazon for Dungeons and Dragons appears to be on significant sale. I believe that. So if you're listening to this yeah. uh, in a few days, <laughs> yeah. if the sale's still alive, have fun. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, take advantage of that because I, I know the game store that I went to had a sale yesterday of 30% off all their role-playing stuff. And if you bought a hardcover book, they gave you a free figurine. Right. I took advantage of that sale. <laughs> yeah. And it just it just kind of depends on what game you're looking to get into, what exactly you need. Because, I mean, like for Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition, you, you just basically need three books, uh, the Dungeon Master's Guide, the Player's Handbook, and a Monster Manual, and you're set to go. Yeah, and that's only if you're the Dungeon Master. If yeah. you're a player, you either need a Player's Handbook or... You find a dungeon master that has player's handbook. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, there, was, there was lots of mooching going on in my past on that one. Uh, yeah, you know, we all share. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. that basically though, you just need those three books and no matter what, like, friend circle you have to play the, the game, you're, you're set. Yeah. Like, you only need one of each of these books. You can make it work. Yeah. Or you'd be like me and <laughs> I've got a, I've got the, the Star Wars, uh, role playing game. Yeah. Uh, and I have a duffel bag full of books. Yeah. How do we not? Le- how do you like 
name that as we're going through. <laughs> we're like, I, I was there's that there. one. There's that one. I was building to there's it. There's the Star Wars one we did. I was Gosh. building to it because, you know, it's mine. It's mine. <laughs> that even one though, is mine. Even though Chris keeps buying books yeah. and it keeps upsetting me because it makes me not want to buy that book. But at the same time, I want to buy that book anyway because uh-huh. I need the book for reference. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. So I got to ask this weird question. All right, oh, please. Okay, so break up our monotony here. Yeah. Break up monotony. There's, there's no such thing as a weird question in Dungeons and Dragons. There, there really well, is not. There is. No, no, no. There is not. Can I eat it? No, it's not. It's not a weird question at all. It's pretty basic. All right. Oh, I was to do that like the pig. Never mind. Okay, I'm not going to do this. We'll get. Um, we'll get to it in a second. We'll do it oh gosh. What happens when you put a portable hole inside a bag of holding? <laughs> Doom. Yeah, you open up a rift to the void, I think, is what happens. <laughs> Please continue. Sorry. Sorry, Wendy. <laughs> it created an explosion. Of, here. Yes, of, yes. So, all right. I, I just, I remember, like, when I was younger and when Dungeons and Dragons was mentioned, because my foster brother, he was hardcore into Dungeons and Dragons. Mm. And people made fun of it a lot. And I, and to this very day, people still do like roll their eyes and make fun of it and everything. And it's, but it's got like this, this cult following for lack of a better term, you know? And, um, you know, and I've played it and it's fantastically fun when, you know, especially when you get into it, when you have a DM who knows what he's doing and can put up with questions, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I, I guess I, I want to know why, like, why do you think it's made fun of? Like you guys are so into it and everything, so right. like you guys wow. like, am I making sense? Like, like, like no, you're why is, and, Yeah, like, and I feel like it's it's starting to go increasingly the other way. But yeah. I would say why it's made fun of in general is because it's the, you know, one, it's you know, fantasy, yeah. storytelling, there's, which there's is just like a stigma to it. They they picture people in a basement dressed up in, as wizards, basically. Which is not entirely <laughs> uncorrect. And, <laughs> I was going to say. Yet LARPing <laughs> in a park is more yeah, acceptable yeah. than D&D. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know if I that's think, I think, because I, I know among yeah. D&D guys, LARPers are often made fun of. Yeah. That, you know. It, 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 they do. <laughs> but even LARPers make fun of D&D people. It's sort of a back and forth. It's, yeah. It's a, it's a tribal uh, thing. Also, remember, fantasy football is just Dungeons and Dragons for people. Who make fun of people who play Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah, oh, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's. I feel like it's a sort of tribalism thing. It's like eh, those kids are hanging out in the basement, staying away from all the all social activity. But that is when a social reality, activity. It is a very, <laughs> it is, a very yeah. social activity. It's, <laughs> it, it's helped friends of ours actually come out of their shell more and and be social. Yeah, uh, I mean, and I know it's different for you guys because you guys went to a Disney high school. Like, like, <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, that's what she describes our high school. Oh, it's gosh. it's from a Disney movie. I don't. Care what you flaws, say, but it does have some weird Disney-esque features. You can't. The deny geeks that. were the popular kids. Come on, that is totally a Disney thing. <laughs> Not always, but you can see. It's just like everyone accepted everyone, like you know, and like uh, on, on Jocks got along with the. With the geeks and you know, like yeah. to a larger extent, I will say, yeah, places. that's actually the case. Yeah. There wasn't, there wasn't the same level of like that weird bullying that you see, like, oh, jock, look at the nerd, like that yeah, never click, was the case. Clicks were a very weird, not really existent thing. Yeah, like, there was weird, there was weird groupings. I'll give you that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Which but. could arguably be said that that happened in Disney movies as well. Enough, just saying, enough, <laughs> but, yeah. Avalon High, like. <laughs> 
so I mean, I can put a couple more out there, but no, yeah. you. I mean, it's it it it's probably different for you guys because you guys went to a very accepting school, you know, and but you know, but I know that it was totally frowned upon in my high school, and it was just like if you did that, you were like totally like you were bottom of the barrel, you know. <laughs> And tables for the D and D players. Yeah. I think it really just comes down to uh, people kind of judging before really understanding what it is or really giving it a try. Because I feel like even if you tried it, you sort of understand what what's going on with it. You kind of take out that stigma, that understanding, and you come to a realization yeah. like, oh, oh I, I completely just having fun like, together. Like I That's think it. it goes back to sort of what, how I it, you know started the introduction. You know, because the game is so much like the play pretend of when you know we're little kids mm. i feel like it gives that initial impression okay i feel like it gives that initial impression that it is a play pretend game and that there's no it's you know it doesn't stand on the same grounds as like a, a board game that has rules that are set out and stuff before you it's people think that it's just geeks going down there i would like to introduce people to quelph i'm just saying and again it's it's games like that that i think are also opening it up further you know we also have a lot more of dungeons and dragons and in really popular media you know uh like stranger things all really based around dungeons and dragons <laughs> the main villain is called the demogorgon it's named after a demon from Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. Uh, and they make tons of Dungeons and Dragons reference through that. And it's such a popular show. It's really bringing, I think, it, the the concept more out into the light. Do you think places like Pandemonium, you know, the places that, that you know, like there's a big old game room. It's it's easier mm. to access for people. Yeah. Well, and it's, Do it's, you think that that helps? <laughs> it's large lit spaces, not basements. So it sort of puts it out into the light with yeah, anybody. You can, can kind of stand nearby and listen in and kind of have a better understanding. That's that's definitely helpful. Yeah. Except yeah, I've made a list down here that there, you know, you know, so there was Stranger Things and there's also <laughs> the, the TV show Community. They oh had yeah, two episodes on Dungeons Those and Dragons, nice. that, and that was hilarious. Best it was episodes. Great. Oh, I've had the best of them, but yeah, and that and that show wasn't necessarily for just nerds and such. It was for a mixture of people, and yeah, yeah. There but, was uh, lots even, of people I know that saw the show, like not knowing the first thing about Dungeons and Dragons, and thought, as odd as it was, they thought it was interesting. They thought it was fun. They looked, they looked like they were having fun doing it. So they yeah. got interested in it, right? And um. <clears throat> Yeah, even even further from that, I I recently got advertised on Facebook and stuff that the, you know there's a, a bit of a trend now that there's a market for it. Mm. Uh, I bought a book that is all about doing a sort of watered down, easy to do Dungeons and Dragons sort of storytelling for your child's bedtime story. Interesting, like to basically telling a story and having the child choose your own adventure book kind of thing too. yeah sort, sort of like you just develop a sort of story and and the book just sort of tell, gives you suggestions for how to do it you know hmm. avoid having the villains be people because you don't want your kill, god killing <laughs> people you know have it be oh, the gosh. boogeyman and monsters and stuff like that maybe and less killing yeah. also yeah, yeah i'm killing people your child is killing anything in, in their storybooks okay. well you know you know just stuff like defeating right, well, the monster and we'll bring up know. grim's you know the brothers grim cinderella chopped her freaking foot off. if you're like, going that direction, you know, yeah, like, exactly. So, um, but it's, it's a really simple system because you only use you just use four dice, no. and rather than having any modifiers or whatever, the four dice just represent four skills 
chosen by the child that their character's good at. That's it. That's so you've got your D12 is your best skill. You've got your D10 is your next best. You've got a D6 is your second worst. And you've got a D, uh, is it? no, no, sorry. D8 is the second best. D6 is the, is the next worst. And D12 failure plus. is anything that's a one and a two. Uh, anything above a one and a two is a success. And you could sort of, you know, play it out hmm. differently depending on how high the number is too. Like if it's a three <laughs> that they roll, it's like they narrowly succeeded. Stuff uh, like that. If I'm playing a Dungeons & Dragons type game with an infant, I feel that my fiancé will absolutely leave me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't play with an infant necessarily. You, he, he plays it with Steven. Yeah. Oh, I see. Wait, wait. Okay. Yeah, like you play I'm thinking like way, lo- way no, younger it's, for some it's reason. It's meant to be like five and up. Okay. Okay. I see. You know? Okay. Although a lot of the times, like even five-year-olds, uh, if you're playing simplistic, is not too bad. Yeah. They just know roll a die, high is good, low is bad. So you just yeah. kind of walk them through the process. Yeah. But, you know, it's just, thing, you know, it's things like that that are sort of expanding this this thing to younger and younger children. And it's it really appeals to them because they like telling stories. They like play pretend and make believe and stuff like that. Yeah. Gives them a new medium for it. Yeah. Although I suppose when you're that young, like playing pretend is a lot easier. Like it, it's not a frowned upon yeah, subject. Yeah, there's no stigma you can or anything. It. So it's it's a great time to like show them this type of thing so i think we should kind of wrap up by like what was your guys's favorite character that you played or that as a (laughs) dm that you like (laughs) i can't talk about my favorite character i've ever played uh (laughs) yeah why the Uh, name oh (laughs) the name (laughs) the name does not work i will say it was it was uh dave dave the barbarian ravager yeah, there was there was a thing right, about the true. name that I won't. This go episode's into. already explicit. Remember, I'm yeah, still not true. gonna go into it. <laughs> nope. It was, it, was a, it was a room of like four people, and it wasn't that big of a deal. And we were literally just passing around jokes. Yep, and stuff. it was and a that, total joke name. That's it what stuck. the name eventually sort of. He was he was Dave the Barbarian, and I understand the reference. Yes, there yeah. was there was a joke tossed to me. I was like, you know what? He is Dave the Barbarian. There we go. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he had a whole. We wrote up a whole weird culture to his barbarian clan. Yeah. And he ate things that maybe were not safe to eat. Yep. Oh, like, I love that. That was like, that's the thing that I loved most about it. Yeah, it's no, like, that was the best part. I found a diseased thing. It's like, it was proven to be diseased. I'm like, well, I eat it. I want to know what it tastes like. He's like, it tastes awful. I'm like, oh, I'm going to take another bite to be sure. Well, that, like, <laughs> he, had, he had to I do a roll to see if he was affected because this disease like mutates you and stuff. Yeah. For those right. who who know uh, warp touch, warp touch. it basically is the funnest disease that Wizards of the Coast could ever possibly have imagined. You roll a D one hundred to determine what is going to happen to you, and there's like fifty different things that can happen to you. Yeah, it it, it is so many awful things. If you roll low enough, you just turn into jelly. Like your body ah. just disintegrates into jelly. Yeah. Fine. So I our took friend, two bites. Our friend, <laughs> our friend before this happened though, he got infected and it gave him a mouth like a wolf. Yeah. 
And this was upsetting to him because his character was incredibly narcissistic. Yeah, he was vain. He had like a mirror on him at all times. And he all of a sudden he has the snout of a wolf on his face. Meanwhile, Steve walks up and takes a bite out of the thing that's giving the disease. (laughs) Is fine the first time. (laughs) Does it a second time and is still fine. Yeah. Wow. I really rubbed it in. It was awful. (laughs) That's the beauty of a barbarian. You have have a little extra constitution to push around, you know. You've got the fortitude save. My last question is... Is custom campaign setting or one of the big ones like Forgotten Realms, Dragonlance, Astara? Yeah, our general preference has always been custom. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, I do Star Wars and and Lord of the Rings, so it's forced on me now. But I, <laughs> I've always done custom, but I see I, I've started using a little bit of the actual like in story like Sword Coast material I've looked into, and I think it's really deep and really interesting. And I've, I've been trying to experiment a little more with using material that's already there. But I do always have a preference to custom because I don't feel like I'm infringing on anything. I don't feel like my players can look up something behind my back to find something out. It is purely things that I have made and written down. And there's there's they have no idea what's coming. And I like to keep it that way. Yeah. Yeah, because even with my Star Wars stuff, I try to keep it as far away from anything – that needs defining on a on an actual level. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like having. I like just coming with my own plans or using planets that nobody's really heard of or done anything with before. Yeah, yeah, which is good. Like you, you want to make sure that we're mostly in the dark about what's happening. Like if you put it on a, a planet that we've heard of and know everything about, it's like we're gonna have a really bad time on Geonosis type of thing. Like yeah, we yeah. just know that for a fact. So. Uh, to throw us on a planet that's like that name's not familiar. Where are we? <laughs> that's good. That's good. Good work with it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I thought that this was a pretty fun episode. Yeah. So, I had a lot of fun talking about it. Steve, <laughs> thanks for for coming on and and sharing this time with us. Hey, thanks for having me on. Absolutely, yeah. anytime. Yeah. Randy, thanks for chiming in and making us sound good. <laughs> so, <laughs> as best as he can uh, with what he can. What happened? What did I do? Did I mess something up? Okay. All right. Good. (laughs) Making you sound good. Yes. (laughs) You fixed it. I don't know. So I'm, I'm horrible with these microphones. Um, but yeah, so, uh, this is Wendy. I'm Scott. We had Steve and Randy and this is the geek end update telling you find a way to put some geek in your week and your holiday. Yeah. Happy holidays, everyone. (laughs)